to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of audio podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Red Harvest, a Deadlands Noir actual play podcast. I am your marshal for this amazing game, Mikey. You can follow me on my personal social medias at Pop Culture Geek. You can also follow us collectively at D&D Vibe Tri Productions. Make sure to give us a like and follow to stay up to date on all the actual plays and pop culture podcasts we got going on. As always, I am joined by my, my amazing cast of players. So we're going to do some introductions real quick, and then we're going to jump into our fireside chat special. So, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Kilty boy, you will be the first to go. Kilt, that's your cue. Oh, it's my cue. I go first. All right, I'm off of my own little world today, because, uh, hi, everyone, I'm Giltman42. I've been playing... Gary the Goblin so far. The voice is out of it. I'm a little bit tired. So he might not reappear. Excellent. And of course, the next player to introduce himself is going to be Tanner. Hello, everybody. Everyone here knows me as Tanner, but you may also know me as Grisquatch over on TikTok. I'm also part of the Cantrip Cast, and you can see me over on Twitch at the Cantrip Cast. Uh, what is it? Cantrip Cast slash... No, KentroCast.tv on Fridays. Oh, Mikey stepped away from the mic. Okay, so the next up on our roster of people is Mikey when he returns. Well, continuing with the roster of boys, the next person to give their introduction is Jace. How's it going, everybody? I'm JC Vanguard. I've been playing Miles Devereaux. Uh, where, as Gary mentioned about his voice not wanting to do it, I go in and out of doing the voice for for Miles when I should actually stay on that. Other than that, I'm uh, you can find me on TikTok, JC Vanguard. I'm starting to build Gundams now. Right now, I'm doing Freedom Gundam. I'm going to move to uh, Gundam Sandrock, Endless Waltz for Ka next. That'll be fun. And of course, last but certainly not least, is Josh. Hello, hello, everyone. It is I, Josh, a.k.a. MG Preacher. Uh, you can follow me on uh, TikTok at MG Preacher. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at MG Preacher Mark II. And for this game, I've been playing uh, Chris Remington, a uh, private eye. He is the private dick of this group, and we love him for it. But as I mentioned at the top of this, this particular episode of Red Harvest is going to be our first fireside chat, as I call it. So we're just going to talk about everything that has happened so far in the campaign. My players get the chance to ask questions, should they have any. 
And honestly, it's more of like a behind the scenes kind of thing where we're keeping it casual tonight, so this should be fun. But with introductions out of the way, uh, let us begin. Oh man, so this is going to be the most open-ended question, but now that we're officially done with the prologue case, how's everyone feeling about how things are going so far? <laughs> Definitely going with turny ways, but enjoying it so far. Yeah, I'm having fun. I just I'm trying to figure it. I'm trying to not make too many of the goblin family appear all at once. Now, okay, so like I know that's been a running joke for this campaign so far, but holy crap! Because you just honestly you painted yourself in the corner with that one. I know it's great. But yeah, um, I'm enjoying uh, literally trying to come up with all the names and the hierarchy within the goblin family is very difficult because <laughs> it all just sounds stupid. Well, I enjoy it. Oh, I know. Great. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, Jace and Josh, what about you guys? How do you feel about the campaign as a whole so far? I mean, I enjoy it. It's just, do you have to mind fuck us every three sessions? Yes. <laughs> you can't get mad at me. It went, it went from like New Orleans, um, Now, fantasy stuff to fair. like Inception. Wait, it went from here to hold on, hold on. Keep in mind where this is. It went from here to <laughs> about there. About there. Oh Just my goodness. Okay, so yeah, so we can start with there, but I want to give Josh some time of his thoughts and feelings about how everything's going for him so far. So how you're enjoying yourself, Josh? Oh, I I'm enjoying it because uh, uh, anybody that knows me knows that I love history. So when uh, I, uh, I get to think of like uh, Prohibition eras, I, uh, the as what I'd like to call the golden age of the mafia. It, 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 it just, it just seems so such an interesting subject really. And getting to play a character that's in this uh, setting, this era, I had to rewire my way of thinking it's like okay i i don't know how to explain it i i had to rewire my, my brain to put myself back then so it's it's definitely been interesting for me and then when you add the uh hoodoo you do voodoo into all this it gets even more bizarre and i love it Goodness. You know what? I've been enjoying it too, and that's actually where we can start. So, 
when I started this whole writing process, that was one of the things I had to do some research on because it's no secret. I live out on the West Coast, so the most the craziest thing that I'm used to is outrageous housing prices and, you know, hobos that are trying to take my money ever so often. But there's uh, for me as a game master, there's always something of me wanting to do my research, especially on an area that I have no firsthand experience with and making sure that if I use it as a part of my game, I do my research to make sure I get the cultures and the things right. Also being respectful to it. But of course, in doing my research, I already knew I wanted to pull some chicanery or mindfuckery as JC has referred it to. Listen, uh -huh. I think myself as a benevolent person, like I'm a cool DM, but I'm like, I'm not going to be pulling punches either. So like, give him an opening, he will strike. Listen, you pitch me a softball, I'm going to not, I'm going to try to knock it out of the park every time. And boy, howdy, have y'all have given me some moments that have been amazing. So funny enough so tanner one of my favorite one of the favorite moments of this case so far is essentially when your you did your character did some investigation at the police you know precinct mm -hmm. and just the amount of information i had to give you out of my ass <laughs> oh boy oh, oh yeah i was looking at because i was like wait i work for i work for the police i can just pull case files for all these fuckers <laughs> And the fact that I had to pull it all out of my ass. <laughs> I honestly, I didn't even know that you pulled it out of your ass. I thought you had like, a, like a big ass set of notes, and you were like, "Oh well, time to pull <laughs> this." <Okay. out."> <laughs> so <laughs> it's so, and this is something I'm gonna continue to say throughout lots of these fireside chats. Like, I have a bit of notes, but half the time it's either reshaped or redone. Or I just pull things out of my ass half the time in response to player actions and also how well you rolled too. Hey, but hey, 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 hey. <laughs> what? I did nothing wrong. Uh, we'll get to you. We'll get to oh, you in a little bit. Nothing wrong. We'll get to you, JC, because you can't just do what you did towards the end of this case and think I'm not going to fuck with you. I could nothing. Do I have a question? I may be. So, like, have the mental image. For this image of her. Well, Google. Da, 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 da. Consult the Oracle of Google. What is her name? Dead or alive chicks. Uh. Da, da, da. Oh my gosh! What is, what is like which one? Name? Yeah, I know, right? The one that's like, the one that's like, uh, just projects like America. That one. 
Oh, great. Now I'm going to look this up, too. Thanks, Tanner. Right. Y'all are going to hate me, but I have no idea what you're talking about. You have no... Okay. <laughs> While we look this up, Tanner, explain to our good friend Josh what Dead or Alive is and blow his mind. Okay, so... Okay. Dead or Alive is like Street Fighter or Tekken or Mortal Kombat. Tina Armstrong. Yes! That chick. How did I think of... Uh, yes, you know what? Yes, that is exactly the correct mental image you can th that that this Texas Ranger is exactly like that. Yes. America. Yeah, no, that is who I think of whenever like you started going into the description of her. I was like. That. OK, OK. Yeah, so, I mean, I just got a vivid description. Of course, she was undercover. She was, you know, in the flapper dress and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And she just needed to get you alone to get some information, you know. That was the other thing that leading into that whole thing, I was just like, okay. I definitely want to utilize an NPC and kind of make them a femme fatale. But I'm like... I'm not sexy myself, so how do we make this sexy? <laughs> Dude, it's a role-playing game. I know, but I was just like, okay, let's not make this awkward. I have performance anxiety, you guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, but... And honestly, like, that was something I definitely wanted to do, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm glad it ended up going the way it did because it allowed me to get out of my comfort zone and try something I've never done in the short span of running tabletop RPGs. And you liked it as well, so that was fun. Oh, yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I did something good. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So exactly. So to circle back around this, yes, Tanner, Gina Armstrong is essentially a good depiction of Vivi, the one that you had contact with in the club. I'll be right back. Uh, so speaking of, you know, chicanery and tomfoolery let's get to you jace um whoa hey i don't like this dude what did you expect was going to happen when i let you play with the embodiment of greed and you thought i was not going to have some sort of after effect of making a contract with him uh, it, it, no, okay, so no, having a contract with him, not a problem. That does not bother me whatsoever. Um, I wasn't expecting the, like, I wasn't expecting any of that. I was like, oh, okay, cool, we're gonna have some mafiosos to kill or whatever, but... What happened? So, if I'm to guess correctly, 
you initially thought this was going to be your typical like mafia type of game where you guys would take down some monsters and then bam devils <laughs> yeah kind of yeah once again given the fact that this is a fictionalized version of new orleans and it is steeped rich in actual mysticism and supernatural history i'm like oh this is gonna be way more of a good time so of course i'm gonna throw some supernatural you do who do voodoo shit at you guys fine with it and congratulations now the the embodiment of greed is living rent free in your head yay <laughs> <laughs> you moved again. Move back. Move back. Literally on the table. I'm not. I'm sorry. I had. To, I had to put uh, up. Plug the charger in. You're good. Oh, yeah, that's something that we didn't even get a chance to discuss after that episode, too, is the fact that, well, I mean, all of you IRL got to witness it, but the fact that you didn't find out till later that Jace's character basically had your souls in his hand to gamble with. <laughs> I did not use them. No, but need I remind you, you only beat me by one. <laughs> That's all that matters. Exactly. Hey, one inch is all I need, man. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's not. You need a little bit more. You need at least four. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love you guys. You're such a chaotic mess. I love y'all. But yeah, so of course I'm going to throw some supernatural crap at you. You're in New Orleans, for goodness sake. Why wouldn't I? Mm. You are evil, man. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm not evil. What are you talking about? Okay. Go for it. I got I got you up there. And the fact that you also past traumatic issues again although so far it's been a small dose go ahead which is acceptable but <laughs> again if you're gonna you guys have known me for a as long as you have, if you're going to give me stuff, I'm going to definitely use it. Though I never tell you it's going to be in a positive or a negative light. Oh, I knew you was going to use that some uh, some point in the campaign. I just didn't expect it so soon. Okay, and for my for the listening audience apologies for what's about to happen in the next couple minutes but i'm going to get on my soapbox and welcome to my ted talk 
but <laughs> but no in all seriousness the way that i approach planning for games is, is that i always want to make sure that i have what i want to happen but i always try to get input from my players as well because they're just as important to the game as you know i am and I always want to make sure that if you guys give me anything to use that I try to incorporate it into the story. But on top of that, I want to give it in small doses. One of the biggest learning lessons I've ever had as a game master is not revealing too much too soon. And so I just need to give it to you guys in small doses. And because this was a prologue case, yeah. My goal was to, is you guys established your characters and all that good stuff. And I wanted to, and it was important to get a little insight of who your characters are, establish the baseline of how they operate, what they value. And then, now that we're about to start the story proper, getting into the meat and potatoes, as I call it, you guys are now going to be able to shape and mold your characters into however they want. So I'm it's all about a good story. That's all I want. And you guys are going to provide it for me through your characters. Y'all have made some great character concepts. I'm just running with what you gave me. <laughs> I regret every decision. <laughs> I've been playing. So just to give a just giving a long peek behind the curtain. I feel like JC's having flashbacks. This is payback for the Avernus campaign. <laughs> hey, whoa. I love the Avernus campaign. Oh, I did too. But JC's just like, damn, Mikey's is just as twisted, if not more twisted than I am. <laughs> you do know I had like six more abomination like creatures I have homebrewed myself, right? Of course. Was that the one that I quick fired down with the uh, holy hand grenade arrows? That was a fun time. Yeah, I still kind of feel bad about that whole thing. Like it really, like, I, I, like I've been thinking on it ever since that that campaign ended. That I felt like I really just ripped Tanner's creativity apart, and oh, I still no. feel like shit about it, like till this day. Bro, like, it's okay. Just let it go, my dudes. You did no such thing. I did, too. You were trying to set up this cool little thing, and then I wasn't paying attention and did not kind of, you know, like... You know what? I'm gonna make sure he gets this cool thing off. Because you were trying to rip him... You were trying to chain him to the ground, rip him down, and I had it die because more holy water was thrown on it instead of doing the cool thing you never got to do your cool thing so like i kind of it kind of was kind of like every once in a while just like you know you fucked up it's like i know shut up <laughs> no dude it happened it happened exactly how it was supposed to happen no i mean i, sh I should have let the cool thing happen i should have paid it to more attention i should have given him a little more HP till your turn so you could do the cool thing because you were about to do the cool thing on your turn. Man, rule of cool, like, rule of cool aside, like, sometimes, like, these cr 
crazy elaborate plans, they come to fruition, sometimes they don't. That's part of it. That's part of the risk that you take whenever you do go into setting up these elaborate cool things. Sometimes they don't work out. Yeah, but not only that, I never got to find out what your cool thing was. Honestly, I don't even fucking remember because it's been so long ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. God, we say that and in hindsight, it really wasn't that long ago, but it's felt that long ago. Right. It was a year and nine months ago. Paint, paint the scene, see if you can jog my memory. Yeah, paint the scene. <laughs> Hold on, real quick. Yeah, I, I can do that. No. Yeah. Oh, Josh, you're but, in for a special but, treat. Oh, uh, I wish I could have been right, there. Three swells. That's the master bedroom of the old lady bitch. This is when we get the flying elephant. I'm sorry, the what? The flying elephant. <clears throat> Dumbo? It, it, it was like a gold version of Dumbo that was like a fairy. <laughs> so, Josh, you get a special treat because you what we're talking about. Essentially, this is this campaign is pretty much where I mean, all of us like knew of each other, but this was the first time we actually got together, had conversations with each other, and started forming this group that it is now. Okay, so... Like, is this really gonna ruin, like, what we have going on right now? Ah, fuck it. Alright, so... <laughs> fuck it. We're to paint the, the scene... To paint the scene... You're in hell. The, the landscape is crazy. You're 500 feet above the floor of Avernus. Because the keep that was boomed to where it is by teleportation is where you guys are now. You guys are in a... I want to say a church-like with bloods, gore, and bodies littered in this main hall. As you start walking and ascending the stairs, you're hearing a beautiful tune of an organ going. And it kind of gives you some hope as there's life still alive. Because it sounds hopeful. It's, it sounds like there's still something here in this shithole. So as they climb the stairs... I had them roll Perception. Perception allowed them to, if they failed, still hear this beautiful, majestic, like, hopeful tune. And for the one person that passed the Perception, they started to hear the tune slowly change key. And as they ascended higher and higher, it turned into a more gruesome, more... Somber. Dangerous tone. As they ascended the stairs higher and got to the end, as it got louder and more booming, when they got to the end of the stairs, I had them roll perception again. Everyone but two failed it. 
the two saw a blinking kind of like in between okay hold on we'll, we'll go with what they fit what the failure saw the failure saw a child playing the organ and it was a beautiful it was a, a beautiful kid that just really looked scared hesitant and that that's the only thing that kept him calm as he turned around to greet the adventurers that showed the two that passed the perception slowly twisted beam one about seven feet tall and gruesome in visual aspect where it looked like in this in its skin that was stretched was faces and like hands kind of pushing against the skin just constant moving movement under the skin so kind of like uh kind of how i described it was a more elegant flood from halo mm -hmm. but the skin moved more oh it was a nightmare horror for the two that saw and they tried to convince the other was like no it's like a little kid and one walked up because they had like this little npc that they had saved this npc started walking towards the the kid and the npc literally melted in its tracks into basically like a gooey ash on the ground from a psychic attack that the uh, this abomination attacked yeah um after some fighting ensued and people falling down the stairs and getting you know away it also had two other white abashis i don't want to call them i can't remember what it is Two white abashis that fought with it after a time. And the white abashis have wings. Well, when they knocked down the abomination to a certain HP, its arm kind of stretched out, like stretched kind of like a, um, kind of like Majin Buu's arm, just grabbed the white abashi, pulled it close, its jaw unhinged like a nasty snake. And it just ate it in a gory fashion. And then all of a sudden, these twisted, like, hand-like wings sprouted from it. So it was already gross before, and now it has gross, gross wings. And Tanner, his character found a chain was able to knock a knock a peg in the ground so it could kind of you know pivot the chain threw the chain up stuck it actually got it to stick into the abomination and he was slowly using his strength with a, i think another friend that was helping him yank this thing down as they as everyone else was throwing holy water at it um this guy right here was shooting arrows at it, was doing everything they could to kind of bring Not it just down. Any arrows. <laughs> Holy water, explosive arrows. Yeah, because I, I somehow let you get a hold of explosive tipped arrows. 
when you, you were gave, handling I think you gave me like 10 and I took at least five. Oh, okay. And I was like, hey, artificer <laughs> or whatever. Can you turn this into a holy hand grenade? And you oh. like, I'll have, I have to have the explosion damage. I'm like, I don't give a shit about that. I just want the boom. That's not even the best part. Like, so Josh, a little bit after this, right? We were exploring this thing. And I think collectively as a party, we all broke Jace at some point. Remember the Yggdrasil sap that you gave, that I found? Oh, boy. <laughs> you fucked up on that one. Okay. So we had Wyvern, um, we had Wyvern poison too. <laughs> yeah, yeah so you did. And so we, this were, is... we, were, we didn't get to use that because we were to use the sap and the, the, the poison, mix it together. We were to dip one of my arrows and shoot it. And like when we came up with this plan, like the look on Jason's face was just like, oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> like it was the first time I think we actually broke him during that game. <laughs> I mean. To be fair, a month before this, I had just done the same because I had uh, a local D&D group run this same campaign and they were the test for the abomination. You guys got it worse. They almost died. You guys survived. Oh so for goodness. them, the elephant actually came back and save them because it was able to turn into its holy form and kill it. <sighs> but one was dead, one was dying, and one was trying to run away. I think I was either dead or dying, one of the two. You were not it. Hmm. Nobody was dying. We came close because I think there was. Somebody... You guys were all within ten or ten or fifteen HP, and you guys were like level six or seven at the yeah, time. It was a... no wait. The only one that kept dying in was the first campaign, not the Avernus one, but um, the one where Tanner uh, 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 double chopped me. That was the same campaign. That was just a different chapter. Yeah, That's right. Was, that was that was chapter one. Was, yeah, very beginning. The v also the very beginning of that campaign also taught me never to trust rugs. <laughs> oh, so I found our rage sage. Yeah. I had I to ban him from another Discord. I had to. I had to ban him from the Discord for uh, one of the groups I work with because he started arguing about politics, and we were really gonna have it. He literally oh. was just going on a straw man thing, and I had to ban him. Well, I found him in another Discord, currently, and he is actually using the nickname that I gave him in that campaign as his username. He's been using that since... He changed really? most of his usernames to Rage Sage. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tanner's just like, oh, no. But I didn't... I didn't know it was him. I was like, oh, it's Rage. Okay, cool. Didn't didn't click because I remember him being Tank because that was his name, and it wasn't until like I heard his voice and went. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. 
Okay, so remember correctly. The plot member. But I'm almost certain it was just before that session. It was the session before. We'd stopped at a general supply store. And I was just getting Two sessions before. Yeah, I was getting some, like, uh, general supplies and a bunch of mundane items. Well, one of the items you can get at a general goods store is a U-Wand. Like, there's nothing magical about it. It can be used as an arcane focus, but there's no magical properties to it whatsoever. My character for that campaign had a pretty damn decent deception skill. And the the going lie was going to be that I, the way I just intimidated people into uh, getting them to tell me what I wanted is to have like a situation like that pop off and then like subdue whoever the hell it is we're trying to either fight, kill, or um, just get info out of. Pull out the U wand and just say like I have, I have this wand and it's got one charge of power word kill. Don't make me waste it on you. Huh? Oh, I think I remember you were the fighter thief, but you weren't you weren't a rogue, but you had tendencies for us. Yes, I was a fighter with a criminal background, and I had plans to uh, multi-class into rogue. Wow. But yeah, so funny enough, that was like the beginning of, at least on my end of things, that was my first dip into the tabletop D&D RPG, whatever you want to call it, space. Now that I think, again, we talk about this like this was years ago, but in hindsight, it really wasn't that long ago. Even if it was like a year and a half ago, it's that's still pretty close. Damn, a lot has happened to us within the, that short span of time. Yeah, that two years. It was a whirlwind and like, it's crazy. <laughs> how long have I been with you guys? About how long have I been with you guys Bro, I barely re Bro, I barely remember what I did like two hours ago. But let's try, um, to, figure, let's there, try to figure this out. He was around. He, I knew him when we were doing the campaign, because I was still doing um, Sergeant Gray stuff with him. Yeah. Oh, dude. But again, Sergeant Gray was about two years ago. I miss that. I miss getting into that makeup. I miss getting into the armor. Yeah. Okay, let me see here. I'm trying to think. Okay. Because, yeah, my journey of fighting you guys has was has been quite interesting. Yeah, because like March 2020 is when the world went to shit. And so I got bored and I was like, people keep telling me to download TikTok. So let me just see what the fuck this is all about. So then I downloaded and then I'm just watching and liking stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I'll start posting some stuff. And then I forgot exactly how I found you, Tanner, but like your stuff kept popping up. I'm like, oh, this is a cool dude. Let me follow him real quick. I was about to say, I they, think, uh, was it, it had to have been, no, it was pretty early on in my 
TikTok stuff because I think I was still doing. Uh, I think it was your first live that me, Mikey, and you technically all met, but yeah. we were like talking back and forth, you and I, before your first live. Right. And I do remember your first live because I was in a shithole because of the COVID. I had to spray shit down. Mm-hmm. So I had all this time. I was at your first. I was at every one of your lives when that happened. Uh huh. But I do remember your first one was fun. Yeah, the first one was interesting because I was like all awkward and didn't know what to do. I was just, I was just like, "Hey, everybody, how's it going? How's your day?" I mean, that's kind of what people do now, anyway. Yeah. Except for all I keep seeing now is like, so how do we play this Wordle game? And they're all playing Wordle on fucking live. I'm like, oh god, come on. I want to see. I want to see something else than this. It's been an interesting change for sure. But yeah, so like Tanner, you were what you and JC were like one of the first people I met, and then Kilt. I'm trying to remember. Because I don't think we officially met until when we started playing in the campaign, correct? Yeah, I was... I don't even remember how I got pulled in. Someone pulled me in. I I think it was through uh, Grizz or you. I don't remember which. Someone's like, alright, he won a contest, I guess. Here's this weird fucker. (laughs) And now I'm inseparable because, well, I'm insufferable. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Me. I wouldn't <laughs> trade any of you for anybody. Well, you have to say oh. that you're stuck with us, whether you want to or not. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, I actually do remember um, how I met Josh here, and it was through uh, JC Sergeant Gray stuff of him doing a duet with Machine Gun Preacher, and. I was like, oh, who's this dude? And I started like going through his, uh, through his, <clears throat> what, Preacher, what, no, you were just Preacher. That was the character was just Preacher, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, at that point, it's it was just preacher. Uh, preacher, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I told you, it was like, since I want to, so why don't we do it like this, where you're the captain, I'm the sergeant, so he was Captain Preacher, I was Sergeant Gray. And then we had, I think, two other people. Actually, no, three other people uh, that were of the military talk, uh, military kind of like OCs that yeah. showed up. I can't remember the one dude that did my exact, like he was one of our friends, but he did my exact fucking video. Yeah. And got 17 times more views and likes and didn't even credit me for it. Wow. Wow. Eh, it happens. I think he was like 17. <laughs> yeah, the first time I ever met you, uh, JC, was literally, it started off as a comment on, uh, I guess you could say my first real uh, mail talk that I had made. Uh, he was asking me where I got the backdrop for, or the backdrop for uh, the green screen. And I'm like, I took that at work. <laughs> well, yeah, because I wanted to duet it, but it had the same background. Yeah. 
because I was currently playing that game. That's why I was like, oh, cool. I, I'll do it this because I know the exact words because I play it. Yeah. I, I just love how easy you and I just clicked. And I'm just like, I love this guy. It was fun. <laughs> it was and, definitely uh, fun. Great. I think the first TikTok of you that I saw was uh, D&D story time. I think that I think it was the story of the whole I'm Bubba hand grenade. I don't know why the video blew up like it did. Uh, really? Because it was fucking funny I love, as shit. I love it now. <laughs> Throw me. Throw me at them. Now. <laughs> it's funny as hell. I think Bob is my favorite one, though. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> my name is Bob. Oh my gosh. I still it's, say that exact so same quote at work when I answer the phone. Hello, my name is Bob. My name is Bob. My name is Bob. God, I cannot explain how hard I was laughing when I was when I saw that. I was crying laughing for like a good 10 minutes. Jeez. Listen, like I'm a simple guy, like Anything that can make I, me go tee-hee or ha-ha, I, I hold on to. Right? Right? I'm the same way. Oh like, God. It was so it, stupid, but it was so funny. It's like this brought a little bit of joy into my dark, dark world. I must cling on to this for dear life. Again, like we talk about this, this was years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. Holy shit! What have you what have say? It wasn't that long ago, but it was two years ago, which is pretty long. Listen, two years is not that long to me, but it's felt like longer. Long. Dude, where has the last two years of our lives gone? And I was like, how did we get here? Oh, shit! was <laughs> <That was> my <laughs> house. It's like, how did we get here? Remember to love each other, take care of one another, and as always, let the good times roll. Until next episode, see y'all later.